Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome indeed. This is Dick Crawford, and that fine introduction this morning was from today's guest, Melissa Kelsch from St. George, Utah. We have trained in the same network for years, and we truly enjoy our work as realtors. And, of course, this is just another wonderful opportunity for our listeners to get to know a great agent in the American West, in this case, Melissa Kelsch from St. George, Utah. So, Melissa, how's life in St. George these days? Oh, absolutely beautiful. We are 300 days of sunshine here in sunny southern Utah. Not bad. uh, 65 of not-so-sunshine, but 300 of sunshine. I love that. Well, let's just jump right in. Why or how did you get into real estate and get to this point in your career? Great question. My degree is actually in education, and I spent 10 years in higher education helping students get into post-secondary and planning events for the University of Utah and all that. And education doesn't pay very much. So <laughs> yeah. I, I always had to have a second job, and so I was looking at other options. And so I went into the family business because my grandmother was the first woman broker here in southern Utah. And my father was a real estate agent and turned developer, and he had a roofing company. So I started pursuing that, and in 2006, I got my license and went full-time. Fantastic. And you just kind of took the leap and said, okay, here we go. Let's just jump right in, right? Yes, yes. And it's been so much fun. That's good because I, I hear very similar stories from a lot of different people. It just comes to a point in their life, a fork in the road, and and, uh, and they choose real estate and they never look back. So that's that's great. You're, uh, you're very similar in that regard to a lot of great agents here. Well, before we go too much further, I have very um, some very quick questions about you. Um, what's your approach to the business? Well, I love working by referral. In fact, most of my clients become lifelong friends, and um, I was actually 93% by referral, except for this year. I got a few Google people finding me on Google, so it dropped me just a bit, but I love working by referral (laughs) and, and creating a wow experience to take care of those clients so they always want to refer me to their friends and family and just be on the top of their mind. And so, yeah. Yeah, working by referral is a great way to go because it's kind of a, a warm relationship from the get-go and that makes it fun for everybody. And I think it puts everybody at ease too, which is a, a big big ingredient in real estate. Well, as yes. as as realtors, we wear a lot of different hats during the during the process. What might be one of your favorite hats to wear? Do I just have to pick one? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> the, the first one that comes to mind that I love is I love the experience of helping the client through that transition, whether it's a transition of getting their first home or moving from out of state to our, to our community and that transition of getting into the community if they would like. 
or transitioning from a bigger home and downsizing and having that simultaneous close. I'm really good with details, and so I like things to go smooth, and I like people to have a good experience. And then so, the, the second thing – oh, sorry. No, that's all right. Go, go right ahead. Yeah, the second thing is marketing. I just love being creative with my listings and with the community that is here, just kind of showing off what makes us so great. And so I have a thing called The Best of St. George that I showcase oh. all those fun things. So the first part of your answer sounds like you're a little bit of a coach uh, in a sense, um, helping people get through things. Yes. That's, yeah, I think it comes from my education background. I like to help people through the process, and I like to see their see them grow and get excited and and yeah, show yeah, reach, off the reach that goal. All right, mm -hmm. good. Um, what do you do to help your clients feel comfortable during that process? Because that you bring up a really good point. It can be very stressful going from one place to the other or uh, one situation to the other, and that transition is, is a tough one sometimes. How do you help them feel comfortable during that process? The biggest thing is communication. It's just always communicating with them. If it's a first-time home buyer, I have a PDF, so it's visual. They can see a visual outline of how the process is going to go. If it's, um, yeah, if they're from out of town, most of the time they are pretty nervous, like how are we going to sign papers and how are we going to do this? And so just helping them communicating via email, text, phone call, or video to helping them understand the process. Very good. That's uh, that's a big, big ingredient. Having that comfort and the, and that leads to trust too. So that's that's a that's a key ingredient for any any buyer, whether they're local or coming from a distance. So you are in the St. George, Utah area, and I always uh, my heart get goes goes a flutter when I hear about uh, or when I think about Southern Utah because it's the I think it's the um, the national park uh, capital of the world. It's just gorgeous there. It has so many different areas. What, what cities or areas do you serve? Uh, you know, what, what, what is the St. George layout, if you will? Because I know you're, you're pretty close to Las Vegas, and Salt Lake City is pretty far away. Tell, tell me about mm -hmm. the areas that you serve around St. George. You bet. Washington County is the the main area, which includes the, the towns that people, most people know, St. George, first of all, and then Ivan, Santa Clara, Washington City, Hurricane, and then there's a few, Laverick and Tokerville. It goes out to Springdale, where Zion National Park is. And then um, those are my main focus. So there's also Pine Valley. That's just about 45, 40 minutes from downtown St. George, and it's up in the mountains. So there's cabins and second homes up there. It's really nice. So that's I, I do a lot up there also. Very good. What are, what are the um, uh, what are your boundaries? What what if somebody's looking at the map? What might be too far to go? Um, where you you know you might want to help them find find an agent that serves that area maybe a little bit a uh, little bit more um, with a little bit more um, knowledge than you. What would be your boundary when looking at the map? Probably Cedar City. I have sold a few in Cedar City, 
And, um, but most of the time, I'll refer out to Cedar City. And Cedar City is 45 minutes up I-15. Um, yeah. Sometimes there's, people are too busy, and I just need to take them to a new home. So that's not a problem. I can take them to the new homes. But it's better to know that market. Uh, so okay. Cedar City would be my limit. And then uh, you're only, um, only licensed in Utah. So if somebody wants to go over the border to Arizona and, and or Nevada, um, you can help them find somebody there as well, I would imagine. Correct, yes. Okay, good, good. So what's the area like? I kind of alluded to the uh, national park capital of the world in my mind, and it's just gorgeous there in, in southern Utah. What, what's the area like? What can people expect? Oh, it's so beautiful here. We have, it's a diverse landscape. We have mountains to the north, that's Pine Valley, and then we have these beautiful red rocks, and we have two, three extinct, extinct volcanoes. So we have lava rock that has come in. We have some white sand dunes, some red sand dunes, and it you know, has a desert feel. It's not really green, green, lush, but we do have some greenery, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Does that greenery come uh, with altitude as you're going up the hills or what? Yeah, so we're going to have juniper and aspen and pine when you're getting closer to Pine Valley, about uh, Dameron Valley. So 20 minutes out of town, you can start getting to the junipers. And then the pioneers have planted a lot of trees, pecan trees and mulberry trees and stuff. So we are kind of a little oasis when you when you drive into St. George. Oh, nice. Uh, what, what is the vibe in St. George? Oh, we have, we have a lot here. We have a college, a university. We have Dixie State University, and it's a four-year degree. Uh, we do even have some masters now coming up. We also have Dixie Applied Tech. It's actually housed at our old airport area. It's a plateau in St. George. And so it's going to be, it's really cool. It's going to have a mixed use development where work, play, live. And so the school's up there right now. And then uh, we have uh, lots of vacation homes because we are only 45 minutes from Zion National Park. And um, we are sports mecca, we have softball fields, and we're an art mecca, we have a lot of art museums, um, not like big ones like LA, they're just small, quaint, with local artists in them, it's, sure. it's really fun, but a lot of arts, but most of it is that we have three national parks, we have Zion, Bryce, and Capitol Reef, close by, easy day trip, and then we have three national monuments, and then we have state parks, and a lot of hidden gems here, lots of fun things to do outdoorsy. So we get a lot of people that just want to be outdoors and athletic. Not saying that you have to be that way to live here because the climate is just so beautiful, um, just mild. And so, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful popping, happening place, being outdoors. <laughs> You know, I, I, I always, uh, when I go on a road trip, I take the what I call the smallest uh, smallest line on the map. 
Um, I tried try to avoid the interstate, and I tell you, Zion or not Zion, um, Utah has you know I-70 and I-15 and I-80 uh, going through it, but that's about it. It's just a state full of of smaller roads, and it's just gorgeous getting off the yeah. beaten path. So um, I concur. It is beautiful there. I I want to hear a little bit more about that. Um, I think you said the the old airport on the plateau that's being developed or has has some future in it. Can you you know talk a little bit more about that because that actually sounds quite quite interesting. Yeah, it is really exciting. We have two uh, tech companies already building their buildings up there, and it's going to be mixed use design. So there's going to be shopping, restaurants, and then condos and townhomes up above. They're actually putting in this big zip line um, from the plateau down. It's going to be cool. And there's going to be paths going up and down from in town, going up to the plateau. Uh, it, and, it's it's and really take a, exciting. Take a zip line from the plateau back down to town? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's not that far. Literally, um, yeah, it's, it's just down the hill. That, well, that's great. You can you be in downtown. You you take an Uber up to go to lunch on the plateau, and then you take a zip line back to your office. I love <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> that's that's very interesting. We'll we'll talk about development a little bit later, but that's the kind of thing that um, that can revitalize an area. Not that it needs it, but that can really add a little punch in a different direction to an area. And that sounds very very interesting. When you say X airport. Does, was it replaced, or did they just say, we don't want an airport anymore? Yes, we actually got a bigger airport. And the new airport is now southeast, still in town, but southeast part of town. And it's on 3,000 acres. We're only in the phase one. So we're still only bringing in the smaller planes, but we have room to grow now. Where when it was on the plateau, we could only do um, yeah. smaller airplanes. And th the pilots were always saying, it's so weird to just come down on a plateau and not come all the way down to the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, not only that, but a plateau, you run out of runway, and that's not good. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you uh, now you talk about all the different outdoor stuff um, that you can do, and that definitely is southern Utah. Uh, I think you're at 2,700 feet um, in elevation. Mm -hmm. uh, you must get all four seasons. Talk about popular activities during the year and how those seasons you know play into it. Okay, we um, since it's winter right now, Brian Head. We do have Brian Head, which is a ski resort. It's about an hour away, hour and 20 minutes, and it's just past Cedar City. So there is snow there. If you just want to go tubing or go in the snow, Pine Valley is only 45 minutes away. For St. George, we really don't get snow. If it does snow, it's gone within maybe 30 minutes. Uh, a couple years back, we had a pretty heavy snowstorm that lasted a day or so. But, yeah, we, I usually tell people, Free snow removal because it's gone in 30 minutes. <laughs> and um, for the rest of the year, we're just really a mild climate. In fact, today we are almost hitting 70, and it's sunshine, clear skies. 
what we're in November, so it's just really beautiful. Uh, our winters are fabulous. We have a lot of snowbirds that come because it's so mild here, and that's why we get a lot of people moving here is because of the mild, um, the w mild winters. The summer, on the other hand, we can get up to 110 and sometimes even past that. It is a dry heat because I know people go, whoo, what? <laughs> yeah. um, it is a dry heat. So I feel like it's, it's bearable. And I usually tell people it takes about one year to get your blood to thin out <laughs> so then yep. you're used to it. <laughs> yes, it's, um, not, it's not Houston. It's definitely not Houston, people. This is dry heat. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And there's plenty of swimming um, pools. Uh, the cities have swimming pools, community centers. We have lakes and reservoirs to go, you know, cliff jumping or boating or kayaking. We have, let's see, we also have a lot of um, other sports, we have the Ironman that's here. The, oh, we really? have the sprint, and we're gonna. Yep, we're gonna have the World Ironman here, also. Um, this year it was canceled because of COVID, but they're still planning on it. We've got five years that they're gonna have Ironman here. We oh. also have St. George Marathon, which is a Boston qualifier, and um, it's been going on. I want to say forty plus years. Really? And this year we had to cancel also. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most, it's voted as one of the most beautiful and fastest marathons from like running magazine. And it, yeah, it's a beautiful marathon. I've run it five times. <laughs> Did you? Are and you then, a are you yeah. A marathoner? I, I used to be, yeah. Very good. So, and then um, we have the Huntsman World Senior Games here that's usually in the fall, and people from all over the world come for that. And more of the smaller communities, a few of the cities have town squares, and we have movie in the park. You can bring your blanket and a, and a dinner and pizza or whatever and just hang out with family or a date and watch the movie in the park. We have farmer's markets. We have street fest. We have art museum, um, the art festival, which people from all over the world come for that. That's in the spring. We have a tour of homes in February, parade of homes that we get. Yeah, we and our homes are so, so beautiful. Um, we have 52 miles of paved trails that are interlocked throughout the different cities. In fact, their goal is to go from Bloomington, that's a little community here in St. George, and, and you can take the trails all the way to Zion National Park. That's their goal. They're, they are... And they'll be paved. Two-thirds. Yep, it's paved. So it's two-thirds of the way done. Yep. So it, oh. it's great. Well, you guys are on the move. That, that you've got a great combination with the um, with the climate and the out, outdoor activities and such, as well as some development going on. But you also sound like a a good old fashioned um, um, you know hometown uh, kind of feel to it. So mm -hmm. that's uh, that's a great combination. Now, why are people um, relocating to St. George? Uh, you touched on a lot of different things, but active retirement, uh, cost of housing, uh, you know, climate, what's, what's their reasons? 
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so we have the mild climate. Yeah, the mild climate is the biggest, the biggest reason. We are, the cost of living is lower. A lot of people come here to retire. We're one of the top 10 places to retire in the nation. And we've held that position, I want to say, at least 10 years. It's, hmm. it's been a long time. Um, people like the lifestyle, the outdoor adventure. And now with everybody, everybody um, can work from home. We are, getting, uh, we are getting people from all over for San Francisco, um, California, you know, L.A., San Diego, Minnesota, Boston. They just want to get out of the cold and have a place where they can live and work and enjoy yes. the, the environment. Yes, out of the cold or out of the big city or out of the, the uh, taxes, uh, which we'll go into in a minute as well. Uh, for those who are not working remotely, what's the outlook for employment? I know a young lady who relocated there uh, probably five years ago, and I just wrote myself a note that I've got to give her a call and see how she's doing. Um, what would be a reason for someone to relocate, or excuse me, what's the outlook for employment there for somebody who's not working remotely? If it, you know, what's, what's the local employment like? We are pretty strong, actually. The economic development, they are focusing on a lot of high-tech manufacturing here. In fact, we just got two new tech companies that have decided that they're moving here. That will bring, one of them alone will bring in 180 jobs with that, and um, a lot of companies are moving here, especially if they're more forward-thinking businesses, because of the quality of people to hire. They say that um, it, it's two to three times more to interview in other places. Say, let's say Las Vegas, they have to hire two to, they have to interview two to three more times than what they do here because you can just find a higher quality employee here quicker because um, you get clean drug tests, they're responsible. We've got people that know multiple languages here. Just We have good quality employees, so businesses are coming here. That's, that's a good sign. Uh, that's a very good sign. So you're probably getting a very good mix of new people then, retirees, professionals, families, all kinds of different folks. Is that fair to say? Yes, absolutely. That's what makes a great community. Now, how could a, a new resident get involved in the community? Um, you know, beyond the standard, uh, say, Rotary Club or you know, church and PTA and things like that. What kinds of things can somebody uh, do to keep themselves active and to give back to the community? We. We definitely are a community of a lot of volunteers. In fact, that's why uh, we have so many races and activities here because we have a lot of volunteers. We, the Intermountain Health Set, um, Center, that's the hospital, they have a website where you can volunteer if you want to volunteer in the health industry. All, the cities have all these races that need volunteers. Huntsman Senior Games, they always are looking for volunteers. We have the Jubilee of Trees, which is usually in November. It's going to be virtual this year. But, um, they always have need of volunteers. We have a website that people can go on also. It's called justserve.org and see a list of volunteer opportunities there. 
And then not just in volunteering, there are ways to get involved with just sports and arts. There's, we have a community education. It's a flyer that goes out, a booklet, I should say, that goes out twice a year. People volunteer to teach in there, and then you can take those classes, and they're pretty inexpensive it can, depending on what you want to take. Another thing that we have that is fantastic is at Dixie State University, we have the Institute for Continued Learning. And for people that are 65 and older, they can pay $60 for the year and take as many classes as they want in that um, wow. book. Yeah. They, so there's a lot of way to meet people and get in groups and volunteer. Very good. Nice mix of those opportunities too. So back to the growth for a minute. How's the community handling the growth? I think uh, I think I was I was looking online and you went from seventy three thousand people in two thousand ten and you're up to like ninety thousand people uh, now. It, are those fair numbers? And how's how's that growth being handled? Yeah, for the most part, it's great because it's bringing in restaurants and and. And we're getting more shops and things like that. I was born and raised here, so I'm used to knowing when there was no mall and yeah. little J.C. Penney's on the corner, one stoplight, you know. And uh, so, um, most of the part, people are liking the growth. The only thing I would want to say is that when the people come and don't respect what, you know how we, our history and our traditions and, and want to change those things, then that starts to, to um, not like, not right. um, get the respect we want. Then that hurts more. So this is, my, uh, this is my public service announcement, a portion of the program. All you Californians that are leaving the state, don't take your politics with you. Uh, you're 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 moving to a particular place because you love it the way it is. <laughs> so, be careful about ex. We need to be careful about exporting our culture uh, when we move um, because that can happen. You get a and we talked. Yeah. We we heard about it in in this election cycle, where red states were yeah. turned purple, um, or blue states were turned purple, um, just because people took their uh, their culture with them. And sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's not. So we have to be careful of that. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, about respect. Yeah, right, right. And, and appreciation, which is kind of maybe another yeah. facet of respect. How are yeah. the regional services keeping up? We talked about the, the, air, uh, excuse me, the airport. Um, what about other re regional services? Are they you know, keeping pace with the growth? Yes, we have a really good plan for traffic growth and um, and services and stuff like that. So I feel like we're the infrastructure. I think we're good. We just had we had a southern corridor that we ha are putting in. It's just delayed a bit, just because there are a few little environmentalists. But we have some tortoise reserve area, which we're not going into that. But then just a few things that we have to get over to get that finished, the Southern Corridor. Um, but healthcare, we are one of the best in the country for cost and service. In fact, our cancer center here at the hospital, we have technology in ours that there's only seven in the world, and we have one. Like Hong Kong has one of these cancer 
um, I can't think of the word off the top of my head. Um, machines <laughs> that help. <laughs> Sorry. And, um, and we, Little St. George, we have one of them. So we get people from all over the world coming here to get treated for cancer. And, um, yeah. And then we talked about the airport. And one thing I wanted to talk about on parks, we are very um, focused on having parks. In fact, the cities have asked the developers when they bring in a new development that they put in a park for the families in that community. So we have a lot of hidden parks throughout our neighborhoods. Nice. And then, and then our schools are excellent in the fact that we already talked about Dixie State and then the Dixie Tech, but we also have a medical school here in Ivins. And so that's really exciting. No, oh, that's very good. That lends itself to the hospital. That's okay, good. That's a very good mix of, of uh, services you mentioned, and it sounds like uh, they're all, all keeping pace pretty well. It doesn't sound like there's, there are too many issues going on. And of course, going from 73,000 to 90,000, it's only 17,000 people, but it's also, uh, what is that, 20%. It's 20% growth mm -hmm. in 10 years, so that's, uh, that's formidable for any area. Um, okay, how about the cost of living? Uh, California's cost of living is, you know, can be pretty tough in some categories. Uh, do you know how yours compares to, to California? What's, what's the cost of a gallon of gas and things like that? Oh, well, you're definitely cheaper. <laughs> a gallon of gas today, yeah, that, you can get a... That was a softball question. I just kind of lobbed that <laughs> yeah. in there for you. <laughs> yeah, so like a gallon of gas is two twenty nine, And if you wanted to go out to dinner in a movie, uh, when the movie's open, uh, it, you could easily, 50 bucks. Our favorite, my husband and I, our favorite place to go eat is Durango's. And we can eat there for $15, and it's good. It's fresh. It's delicious. So Sold. it's pretty um, – yeah, it's pretty inexpensive to eat and go out. If you have a family of four, you might spend $70 and head to Fiesta Fun. Let's do some laser tag and, and eat at their, their little restaurant there. They also have bowling and bumper boats and, and going. That sounds – Excellent. So many uh, fun activities. It sounded like a couple of analog activities as opposed to so many digital things that we were, we have uh, facing us. Uh, that sounds like a good mix and pretty, uh, pretty affordable too, especially for, for a family that might uh, end up spending a couple hundred dollars in other parts of the country. That's, that's good. That's encouraging. Oh, yeah, and like there, we have a ton of free things. Let me just plug in. There's this amazing park the community put together. It's an all abilities park. It's like a mini amusement park. It has a train. You can ride for a dollar, and you can climb and and play in it. Has a little volcano that goes off. Like there are so many fun little parks. Pioneer Park. So you can do things literally for free in our town. You don't even need to spend money. That, that's a good price. That's a good price. Now, um, how about taxes? Because, you know, a lot of those free things uh, sometimes are, are given by businesses, but sometimes by the government. Um, how about taxes? They, they've always been a big deal here in California. Um, and so I'm curious, what about sales tax, property tax, income tax? How's that work there in St. George? 
You bet. Our our state income tax for a single person is uh, 4.95%. The local sales tax, 6.75%. Our property tax, if it's a primary home, it's 0.66%. And if it's a second home, it's 1%. And it's really interesting because Utah is a non-disclosure state. So what that means is, is you don't have to disclose what you paid for your home. So if you are purchasing a home and it has a lower tax rate, you can keep that. The county will always ask you, what did you pay for it? You don't have to tell them. The county will assess all homes as a second home. So they'll do the 1% rate until you prove that it's your primary or if it's an investment and you have a long-term renter in there, you show the lease then you can get the primary resident rate of 0.66%. And, and at that point, you probably have to disclose what you paid for it. Actually, you don't. You don't have to disclose what you paid for it so, at all. So Utah, the, the state of Utah is run on the honor system, it sounds like. Is that, is that fair to say? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a non-disclosure oh state. That is, that's refreshing. That's very interesting. You said... Uh, um, sale, uh, excuse me, an income tax rate of four something percent, four point something. The income tax, uh, income tax point, yeah, four point nine five percent. So basically, five percent income tax, and your local sales tax was six percent or something like that, and yep. your property tax is less than one percent. Um, mm-hmm. That is boom, boom, boom. All three of those things are quite a bit lower than California. And in talking with other agents around the West, you're very competitive with other states in the West. So that's uh, very refreshing. Anything to add on taxes? Any, uh, any other little insights that you'd like us to make sure we know? No, they do go around and, and reassess the areas every so many years. And so if they do decide to reassess it and it's more than what you paid for it, then you can take an appraisal in and say, hey, this is what I paid for it, and gotcha. and try to negotiate that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, good. So in Southern California, from Los Angeles down to San Diego, we have average home prices ranging from $700,000 to well over a million dollars, uh, depending upon the little city or the enclave. Uh, what is your local median or average home price there in St. George? What's your range that we're talking about? Great question. So our you know, average sales price is about 450000 and that, that could get you a new home, three-bedroom, three two-and-a-half bath, three-car garage, two-story, 2,000 square feet. That's just kind of the average. Our ranges can, um, yeah, it's changed a lot just in the last two months, actually. Um, our absorption rate is just over a month, and, and that's come down because we used to be four months, and now we're down to almost just a month. Wow. Um, I know. It's so, really, so, so your price, the prices average, are going up. They are, yes, quickly. Yes, in the last two months, we've seen them actually change weekly. Hmm. And... Uh, yeah. So, What's the size of the lot on that four hundred and fifty thousand dollars home? So the newer ones, they're they're less than a quarter acre. 
um, probably an eighth of an acre. They're, they're getting smaller lots. If you want a larger home site, you're going to be looking probably around the five 600000 And okay. you, if you're building a custom home, plan at least a minimum of 500000 and and it can get done. But most of them are going more into six, seven hundred thousand. And a um, a quarter of an acre is about uh, ten to eleven thousand square feet. Just so people can judge mm-hmm. judge it on a square feet basis. So you're saying that uh, anywhere from a quarter acre down to an eighth of an acre, which would be more like five thousand square feet. But then mm-hmm. you, okay, all right, very good. Well, that's those are still fantastic prices. Are there um, yeah. are there townhomes, condos, a, a different types of homes available? Yes, we we have all of them. We have condos, we have townhomes, we have single family homes, and we have resort homes. We have gated communities. In fact, we do have three man three gated communities that are manned 24 hours and then we have a bunch of other smaller gated communities that are on remote or keypad mm-hmm. uh, we have active adult community sun river is our active adult community it's kind of like a dell web okay. um, but a local builder put that together and then we have some other little pockets of 55 and older communities and um, vacation rentals. We have a lot of vacation rentals. And they, they can run a studio vacation rental with about 600 square feet. It can run about 130000 up to, we have vacation rentals to $1.4 million. It's a seven-bedroom, seven-and-a-half bath. And it's in one of the really nice <laughs> communities. Wow. That's the, again, that's a great price in comparison to where, to where I am. Uh, $1.4 million is not a small amount of money, regardless of where you're from. But uh, I think you said seven bedrooms. That's not in, in God's country there. That's not bad at all. Uh, very, so you have a very good mix of a lot of things, a good mix of housing, a good mix of activities, good mix of employment. And this is all in you know, 90,000 people. Uh, but of course, there's other communities, you know, nearby, so it's not just all mm-hmm. by itself. But you, it just sounds like you have a very good mix of a lot of different things there, and that's that's uh, rare. So and, it's, it's and no we, surprise that you're that you're rated very high. Yeah, and we have a lot of communities with amazing views. If, mm. if you're in the market for a million dollars, one to three million, which for you guys. It seems kind of normal, right? Here you could get a home in amazing views, incredible views in our area. All right. There you go. That's a, that's a big plus too because we do like our views here in Southern California, whether it's the mountains or the, or the ocean. What, uh, talk to me a little bit more about that, that new construction. Um, is it meeting demand? Um, I think you said something about custom home, $500,000. But what about uh, you know, new construction like, like tract housing and such? What's tract housing? We, I don't know about the rest of the country, but right now we are in high demand. We are actually, the state of Utah is 53,000 units behind the, the demand. Some builders right now in southern Utah are not even taking reservations 
they're waiting six months because of this six month backlog of reservations. So there's many that are just holding off. That's also in due to the lumber prices have tripled and so they just don't know what the cost is going to be to build those homes also. Um, we we just are behind on our building. They're working as fast as they can to build. So if you're planning to want to build, plan at least a year. Okay. There you go. There you have it. And, and um, with new construction, what can you do to help an out-of-state buyer? Uh, somebody says, okay, I, I can wait a year or I can wait six months. What can you do to help them as they, you know, continue on in their life in, a, in another state? Uh, how can you help them, you know, navigate that process while they're out of state and you're, you're there right next door to the new construction? You bet. I, I do it a lot. Uh, I have connections to a lot of builders. In fact, my husband is a general contractor that does uh, custom homes. So I have, oh, so I'm well connected. You've got an inside track <laughs> here, people. Yeah, we could bump you up to the top of the list. There you go. <laughs> um, so well-connected. So I have availabilities connected with subcontractors. I know the lay of the land. My favorite part, though, is to help through the process of getting the architect and get them all situated on custom homes, get that going, and then give them updates with photos and videos at, you know why they're away. It's almost like having a baby. I would like to say, you know, oh, what what's my house doing today? You know, I'm taking, yes. sending them pictures. Look at my house. Um, so mostly communication. If you're out of town, giving updates and photos of what's going on with the property as it's being built, and um, yeah, so you, connecting people to it. You're their eyes and ears. That's that's what people need. It's just so comforting to know that there's somebody in their corner keeping an eye on things because it's, it's one thing to call the builder or the builder's office and just get the canned answer, uh, but having somebody like yourself, that's, that's, um, that's very comforting. Okay, good. What about a, um, what about a rental? Uh, if somebody wanted to move there, you know, they just say, I just got to get out now. Um, I'd like to move there, get a rental, get my lay of the land, and then purchase something. Are there rentals available in any quantity? Can you get them for less than 12 months? How does that work? It, it's, uh, rentals are in high demand right now. Uh, we're in low inventory for rentals also. Three months is a little difficult. Uh, usually when I have clients that need it for three months, that that's what I usually do is just go out to my network of people and ask to see what's coming up. I have a few investors that will allow me to squeeze somebody in while they're building a house or something like that. Um, a lot of people like to – we have some hotels that have long-term stay. So some people are staying in hotels. Some people are staying in vacation properties on long-term. Uh, six months, you might squeeze that. Um, there's been a few – with six months, most of the investors want 12-month leases or property management, they want 12-month leases. I have had buyers that have broke their lease because it's easy to find somebody else to get in and take over their contracts. So I never really discourage anybody um, about leases because majority of them, there's a few that might not let you break the lease, but there's a lot of them that let you break the lease um, to, to get into your new home. 
that's a really good point is it might be financially reasonable for the renter to break the lease and just you know pay an extra couple of months uh, rent just for the convenience to get out of it and get into your new home and at the same time the landlord in a hot market landlord might not be nearly as as put off by it because they can turn around and get the place rented pretty quickly mm-hmm. so that, that that's a good option very good option Okay. Um, do you have any advice for those out-of-town buyers or out-of-state buyers uh, coming your way and, uh, you know, what, what they should do, how they should approach the whole thing? Well, definitely come out and visit. And if you are set on moving here and we go and see some homes and you find one you like, jump on it. Because otherwise you just need to be patient. Our inventory is really low Typically, we have about 12 to 1,500 homes on the market. And right now, I pulled it up yesterday, we have 455 homes for inventory. So we have a really low inventory. So if you see something you like, go for it. Most of it's multiple offers right now. Even in our luxury market, we have multiple offers. So if you see something you like, jump. Man, it, it is amazing these days. You got luxury market, you got multiple offers, and that I hear that a lot from people. And that's I think that's just a result of what I'm calling the the great migration or the great churn. There's just uh, the great shuffle. There's just so much going on in the West. People moving from big towns to small towns, from uh, from taxes to no taxes, whatever it is, their personal reasons. They're just finally saying we got to get up and do it. So very mm-hmm. interesting that you've got it as well in, in your little corner of the world. Okie doke. Well, anything else for out-of-state buyers? Uh, is, did I? Uh... There is one thing that I thought of that people should know about. Utah has an alcohol law that people may not be aware of. Um, yes, you can get right. alcohol. <laughs> beer, you can get beer in the grocery store up to 5% ABV. But, um, and you can get beer, wine, and hard liquor at restaurants with food. Otherwise, you have to go to the state liquor store and uh, pick up your alcohol, and they're not open on Sunday. <laughs> so yes. you just have to plan a little bit ahead on that. But we have so many great things here. We have 13 golf courses. We have ATVing. We have so much to do and be a part of that I think it's worth it. And and you don't you don't need alcohol to have a good time. Is that the message? I think that's the message, and that's so true. Yes, that's so very true. <laughs> I think I just dated myself. Um, I'm over <laughs> it. I don't need the alcohol to have a good time anymore. Uh, but that's very true. And and it's like anything else. You know, you do get used to it. Uh, I I spent a little, a very very short period of time in Utah on a couple of trips and you know once you just realize oh, okay that's the drill yeah fine let's let's do it let's let's get on with it so um, not a big deal not a big deal in fact I think yeah. it's kind of refreshing well thank you very much for being on the show all of it uh, good information very well said uh, sounds like you've got some very good insights and you're you're a homegrown gal there and that's important for people. So you've got uh, you've got a lot of good information, and you've got a good feel for the community. I just I I just love learning more about our network agents. 
in the areas that they represent. So thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time, and I hope you uh, enjoyed being on the show too. Yes, thanks, Dick. This was a great, great time together. Well, good, good, good. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking again very soon. I'm, I'm adding St. George to my list of options for myself. So I'm sure we'll oh, be good. talking again soon. And uh, I hope we take some time to enjoy a meal at our next event. Um, but in the meantime, of course, uh, best wishes from me to you for an excellent rest of your year. And be safe, too, oh, as well. Too. Oh, you too. Thank you so much. All right. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Melissa Kelsch from St. George, Utah, and you can tell she is an experienced professional, and she's ready to help you uh, land on both feet uh, in the greater St. George area, and it is a great area. Believe me, it is gorgeous there, and it sounds like they have an excellent mix of, of life. Uh, if you would like me to introduce you formally to Melissa, please definitely feel free to contact me and I'll be happy to hook you up. Um, and to understand the value of using a realtor known to me and my colleagues, listen to the first episode of, of uh, Eyes West and it's called the Eyes West Resource. Down at the bottom of the list, you might need to click on the older episodes link, but check out that first episode to understand how important it is to use a, a realtor who's known to me and my colleagues. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I am always available for your real estate needs here in, in North Orange County, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California and California in general who can help you in areas that I don't happen to serve. So. Uh, that's real simple. Uh, thank you uh, uh, for joining us. Uh, that's it for today. Really appreciate your time and investing your time to find out a little bit more about your options. And until next time, be good, be well, and be safe. Take care. <laughs>